Hello and welcome to the Phillies Focus Podcast. On today's episode, I will be going over the last week of games against the Marlins and the Reds. I'll be looking into Stott's hitting streak, 16 games now. I'll be looking over some offensive numbers for the Phillies in the early start. And Brandon Marsh, the slugger Brandon Marsh. And Harper at first base. And then I will also be looking at the next week of games starting today with a doubleheader. So without further ado, let's get this started. Interestingly, Pete Rose used to use a, uh, a bat that was manufactured in, ja- in Japan, the Mizuno bat, when I was bat boy for the Phillies, and it was oh, really? the hardest wood I had ever touched. All right, all right. So, bit of an underwhelming week against the Marlins and the Reds, in which we went three and four. I was hoping for at least four and three, not five and two, but didn't quite happen. But it did get off to a very good start last Monday against reigning Cy Young winner Sandy Alcantara. Phillies erupted for. 10 hits and 9 runs against Alcantara in only 4 innings pitched. It was arguably the worst outing of his career so far. So they started off with a bang. They won 15-3. to Alec Bohm had a huge game. He had 3 hits and 6 RBIs. Um, the Marlins only ended up pitching 2 pitchers, I believe, after, after Alcantara got pulled in the 5th. They brought in a reliever who ended up just finishing the game, which the Phillies continued to hit for six more runs after that point then. Um, So got off to a really promising start, but as always, whenever our Phillies have a huge offensive night, it is almost guaranteed that they're going to come out with uh, an underwhelming performance the following night. And as predicted uh, in my my episode last week, going against a tough lefty in Jesus Lazardo, um, that's exactly what happened. They did get to him a little more than I expected, but the um, the Marlins were already pretty well comfortably ahead by that point. So Lazardo ended up going six innings, three earned runs, and Luis Rice hit for the cycle against the Phillies in the four eight to eight loss on Tuesday night. Aaron Nola went for the Phillies that night. He did look a little bit better, <clears throat> a little bit better rather, and um, he did hit a wall in the sixth inning. He was humming along until that point, but he ended up going 5.2 innings pitched and four earned runs. And to Aaron's benefit, he should have been out of the six much earlier because I believe it was against Sheen Segura. He had a clear strike three that was totally, totally missed by the the umpire, which, um, you know, there's been a lot of rough, not making any excuses for the Phillies pitching staff so far uh, with all their walks and all of that, but I guess a little bit I am because so far this year there have been a lot of really tough calls like that where um, clear, clear strikes have been called for balls, and that did happen to Nola in the sixth. He would have gotten through uh, six innings pitched, but he was, wasn't able to make it out after... A would-be strike three was called for a ball four, followed by another base hit, and um, the uh, the struggles just kept kept coming at that point. 
and it was time to pull him for, I believe, uh, Soto came in. But, uh, yeah, Phillies went down 4-8 to eight on Tuesday, and then Wednesday was a tough game. Wednesday was a tough game. They lost 2-3. to three. Um, Zach Wheeler did look better as well, um, so it does seem like their starters are starting to um, find a little bit of a flow as the season goes on from that uh, the early first couple couple rotations through the um, the order. <laughs> um, so Wheeler went six innings. He had three hits, only one earned. So I think when he left, they were up two to one, and Alvarado came in. At this point, he struck out, as I mentioned, uh, 11 of his 13 batters face in the year, and I think he ended up striking out the side in the seventh inning to go. Uh, he did give up a base hit, so... But um, then came the top of the ninth, and Jorge Solar, who helped the Atlanta Braves win their World Series a couple years ago. I think he got World Series MVP, and he's, so he's now the uh, the Marlins right fielder. He came in, and he crushed a homer against Alvarado, his first uh, earned run given up this season. So he hit a game-tying home run in the eighth inning, and then they uh, went up 3-2 to two in the top of the tenth, and the Phillies were not able to answer. So that was a tough one to blow an eight-inning lead when it looked like they could have um, ended up taking two, or th- two out of three against the Marlins, which is uh, kind of what I was hoping for, best-case scenario, last week. But, yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt on Wednesday, so it... Uh, it followed into Thursday against another another lefty who has dominated us earlier this year, Nicola Dolo. He uh he didn't pitch as well as he pitched against us the first game, but still plenty enough to get the job done. Went five innings, two earns, um, two earned runs, and Will Myers had uh, a decent game to start off what would be a big series for him. He had two hits, two RBIs, and the Phillies lost. Two to six on Thursday. Um, Friday was a much better game. They won eight to three. Taiwan Walker is hopefully catching some of his form. Still struggled again with command, but uh, made it through six innings. Only gave up one run, and the Phillies erupted for thirteen hits on Friday. So got into a little bit of a flow until it was directly stunted on Saturday's. Uh, just overall debacle again another 13 run uh, game that their pitchers gave up and they didn't even score a run on Saturday just a a terrible all-around game they lost 0 to 13 Will Myers as I mentioned had a huge game he had two monster home runs one um, early against right after Stram got um pulled in the fourth inning so Andrew Bellotti came in and gave up a monster uh, three run shots so he had two home runs Will Myers did and five RBIs so just a uh, a tough one on Saturday and things were looking pretty pretty uh you know underwhelming for as the week went on they started off two and four but Sunday came around and typical um schizophrenic Phillies fashion they came out with just a huge First inning on Sunday in the 14 to three win, they scored nine runs in the first inning. Uh, Stott lead it off with a uh, or led off, I should say, with a home run to continue his hitting streak to 16 games. And uh, 
uh, Castellanos batted cleanup on Sunday, and he batted twice in the first inning. So that just gives you an idea of how uh, how potent that first inning was. Just everybody uh, was contributing, just hit after hit after hit. And uh, and JT had a, a big home run later in the game, his second of the year. Um, so like I said, one, one Sunday, 14-3. to three. Finish off the week going three and four, so pretty underwhelming after uh, what would we have been um, two and six going into last week. So we went three and four, um, or three and six after last week, and yeah, those are teams that we're gonna have to make up this sub five hundred start against with some way way better baseball than we played. I mean. To start start and end the week, fifteen to three and fourteen to three, and uh, you would think it would be a great week beating the like I said the former Cy Young winner the way that we did hitting all over him, and just sandwich in between was just a lot of underwhelming baseball. I mean, Tuesday was Tuesday again a, a tough left hander, and then Thursday as well tough left hander. So to lose four to eight to six. You kind of stomach that. Uh, Wednesday was the was the one that really hurt. I mean, Saturday we kind of pitched our our uh, kind of conceded early on to save our bullpen once uh, Stram got knocked out early and Bellotti gave up the home run. But yeah, Alvarado giving up the home run to Solar in the eighth inning on Wednesday night that that was a tough one. That was really tough to end up losing that one two to three. So like to have that one back we could be sitting at seven and nine right now instead of uh six and ten but again um we've been playing 500 baseball ever since our uh oh and four start which was uh just kind of you know weren't quite ready it looked like from the uh new rule changes and just so many base running errors and things of that nature so we're uh kind of chugging along at 500 if you take away that unfortunate start but we're gonna have to be better than that moving forward obviously and i uh i expect we will so just kind of uh a week to forget a little bit or not remember and you know moving on and upwards so bryson stott as i mentioned is uh continuing his his you know just lightning uh start to the season uh think we all kind of expected a an upgrade or a big jump uh in our younger offensive players from the start to their careers to this year but so far it's been just monumental when you talk when you're talking uh Stott and Bohm and Brandon Marsh who I'll get to a little bit later so Bryson Stott starts off the tying the Phillies franchise record with consecutive uh games with a hit to start the season at six games and he's batting 380 so far which is good good for uh i believe third or fourth in the majors um right around second or third in the nl and i know it's early but so far um yeah moving him up to the top of the lineup i think is was such a good move by thompson just to get him and turner Setting the tone early on, I think it was Saturday in which we ended up not scoring, but Stott let off with a double, and then I believe Turner got a hit. Stott had to hold up, so we did start off with first and third, no outs, and weren't able to get anyone home, unfortunately. But 
our uh, our other bats are going to come along. As I mentioned, JT homered again on Sunday. He uh, he got off to a really slow start. He didn't really find his footing last year until at least June, and he kind of really rode that into the summer and finished the season on, you know, with uh, the best offensive numbers from a catcher uh, last season and one of uh, one of the better offensive catcher seasons of all time with his uh, stolen bases and and his power that came around. So JT will he'll come around. Um, Schwarber's starting to walk a lot more. He now leads the team in walks after after he didn't walk for like the first seven or eight games of the year. So he uh, he's, he's starting to hit for more power. I believe he's got three or four home runs now. Um, so our young guys have been carrying it so far, uh, and Bryson Stott is leading the charge there. And yeah, I said last week, I said hopefully I'll be talking next week about Stott getting to 16 games and keep keeping it going. So um, we got seven more this week, and hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be at 23 when I'm talking to you all next week. And um, so speaking of the Phillies' offense, there's some kind of baffling numbers. I know these are more face stats, and as a— uh, as we continue along with the podcast, I'll get more into uh, some advanced metrics. Start crunching them numbers for you again. And uh, but yeah, so far the Phillies' offense is uh, is first in all of baseball in team batting average. They're batting two ninety three as a team. They are uh, fourth in on base percentage at three forty eight. They are second in all of baseball in slugging, which. Um, you know they've had a lot of triples so far and a lot of doubles, so that does make sense. They're slugging uh, 464, good for second, and their overall team OPS is at 812, which is second in baseball. Um, so they're doing a lot of things right. Like I mentioned, though, the overall uh, power as far as home runs has been, I think, the missing link. They they only have 15 home runs in their first 16 games, which is only good for 22nd in baseball um so just uh a lot of room for improvement in terms of uh just knocking the ball out of the park because we're getting these these triples which uh are unsustainable i mean you have marsh has like three or four already and turner has about three and um yeah and then cassianos i think is like tied for the league lead in doubles so far and um I think overall we're getting a lot of our hits without runners on base, and um, then we're starting to struggle to get them home with uh, runners in scoring position particularly. And, um, yeah, so kind of uh, confusing numbers when you consider the 6-10 and 10 start to have one of the best hitting offenses in all of baseball so far, but... Um, it does also paint the picture as to how bad our pitching has been. As good as our our hitting has been, we're we're still not scoring the runs, like I said, that back up these numbers. But there should be regression to the mean on both fronts. We we'll drop a little bit in our our average and our OPS, but the the runs should start to come, given the offensive talent that we have. And um, you know, even if we aren't in the top. Uh, half of the league in home runs, we should we should get close to the middle of the pack, which will start to compensate for some of our uh, 
underwhelming uh, offensive scores so far. And, um, yeah, yeah, we just got to figure out our pitching. We need our starters to start going deeper into games, I think, has been paramount so far because we're having to utilize our lesser relievers earlier in the games, which is continuing um, the struggles in terms of letting the other teams pile on runs and we're constantly having to play catch up then which uh we were able to do in that walk-off game um against Cincinnati two week two weekends ago but it's obviously not a formula a formula for sustainable success so yeah hopefully this week we'll get um Wheeler later today uh going deeper into the game and since we had a postponement yesterday on Monday, our bullpen should be nice and rested coming into this week. We do have a double header later today, which I'll touch base on at the end. That um, you know, could uh, could go a couple, many different ways, obviously. But best case scenario, we get Wheeler into the seventh inning, potentially finishing it, and uh, and then we have Falter going in game two. Um which I'll touch base on, but, uh, yeah, we overall, good things are, are, things are looking up for Nola, Wheeler, and Walker so far, and, um, let's continue the trend this week, let's push it a step further, let's get them from, you know, uh, 5.2 and six innings pitch to, uh, let's get them into the seventh and hopefully finishing the seventh, we had a, we haven't had a single pitcher even throw a pitch in the seventh inning so far, let alone, finish it um so that's going to be um pivotal in terms of turning around this rough start moving forward um so brandon marsh as i was mentioning uh while talking about stott earlier he is on a torrid tear as well um he i was astounded to look up and find out that he is leading the entire majors in slugging percentage so far um does have a couple home runs, like I said, uh, a lot of triples to start off and, and a decent amount of doubles. So it's looking like this could be um, a real thing. Brandon Marsh, the hitter, moving forward. Now, obviously, he's not going to uh, lead the league in slugging uh, for much longer. That will start to regress. But, um, yeah, yeah, I was looking up uh, Logan Ohapi for the Angels, who we traded for Marsh last year, and he is uh, – He's actually leading the Angels in, in home runs in spite of uh, playing like four or five less games than guys like uh, Otani and Trout um, because he is tied with Hunter Renfro, <coughs> Hunter Renfro uh, for the Angels with four home runs. But nonetheless, he's on a tear, and he's looking like he could be an all-star catcher um, with nothing but uh, many, many, many years ahead of him. So we gave up a lot to get Brandon Marsh, uh, ostensibly so far. And we're going to need him to, uh, to continue, um, progressing as a hitter as, as Kevin Long has, uh, done really, obviously really well with him so far. And, um, yeah, like I said, I couldn't believe he's leading the league in slugging percentage at 756. So he's, his, uh, his OPS is well above a thousand right now. And, um, he's also, f uh, fourth in the national league in batting average. So, um, yeah, look for Thompson to start start trusting him more against left-handers. Let him, let him uh, get out there, get the reps to uh, to figure that out so that 
we don't continue using him as a, a platoon when we uh, you know potentially give up a young controlled all-star potential all-star catcher um to get him we don't you know want to be playing guys like christian uh, pache ahead of him just because of his uh, great defense which brandon marsh is supposed to be a top defender out there in center anyway so um yeah he's uh he's made some not so intelligent base running mistakes so far but nonetheless he has the speed to be a base uh, a great base runner in addition to um his bat coming around so yeah between um you know alec bohm who is just looking like a potential uh cleanup hitter at some point this year um i wouldn't mind seeing thompson give him a try there uh you know you don't want to mess around too much with the batting order but so far he with the guys on our roster you don't really have the option on a day-to-day basis to be changing the order um fairly often because we have so many rotating pieces due to our injury situation um speaking of injuries so uh suarez is progressing more i know he was uh i believe today throwing a bullpen session in which bryce harper was going to be hitting off him um, so Suarez, they're still looking at hoping to have him back by the end of the month, which that is going to be huge as well. Um, not exactly sure what the Phillies are going to do with their rotation once we get Suarez back with uh, with Tram and and uh, and Falter kind of battling it out right now. Um, Falter's been struggling a little bit in, as of his last start, while Stram has a. Uh, has consistently thrown for strikes, which is, um, you know, there haven't been, uh, there hasn't been very much of that in terms of uh, the Philly starters so far. Um, so they're gonna have a decision to make. I wouldn't, wouldn't be shocked if we move uh, Shram back to the the bullpen and uh, Keith Falter as our number five right now. As we hopefully will get Andrew Painter at some point later on in the season. That's still totally up in the air. But um, it is possible that we could send Falter down to AAA to have him and Christopher Sanchez and Michael Plasmeyer down there getting their reps for the for Lehigh Valley to be ready at any given time throughout the season when we need spot starts or um, or guys to step up due to injury potentially at any point um, to keep Shram in there as we continue to stretch him out. But the issue there is he's never pitched. Uh, I think just above like 110 innings is Shram's career high, and that was back in uh, 2019. So realistically, I'm sure we'll be putting him into the bullpen to be kind of the uh, the Swiss self-proclaimed uh, Swiss Army knife that he was uh, describing himself as in spring training down in Clearwater. Um, he's a guy that could come in and earlier in the game get him uh multiple innings he could do that twice a week potentially um but yeah his stuff has been proven good enough that he uh he could be at the back end in more more uh pivotal situations as well uh the back end of the game or later in the game um so yeah some things to be determined there but nonetheless uh getting ranger back is is gonna be really really big for this team um so Derek Hall, they're still looking at sometime in mid-June is the hope. We'd get his bat back in the lineup. 
And um, like I said, not much uh, to update as far as Andrew Painter. Um, which brings us to Bryce Harper. And uh, it seems like he is all but ready to go, if not for uh, doctors being worried about him sliding head first. That seems like the biggest issue right now, preventing him from um, really getting his, his rehab um, under underway in terms of playing in games again. Um which is shocking to me. To me, it seems so far ahead of schedule in terms of the historical uh, recovery from position players who got Tommy John. It looked like uh, looked like sometime before the All All Star break. Um, sounded a little bit optimistic before the season, but once they didn't put him on the sixty day IL, it kind of it kind of did seem like there was some optimism that we'd get him back before June at that point. Um, which is looking extremely likely at this point. Uh, there's still a lot, a lot of work to do, but um, we're in mid-April now, uh, a little bit more towards the end of April. Um, I'm thinking we probably get Harper and Suarez back at a similar time period at this point. Um, so Harper will be playing DH uh, for a while once he returns. I think that's a given, but... Uh, big news from early last week is that he is uh, both the Phillies and Harper seem to be very serious about him playing first base at some point this season Um, that will open up potential trade target (coughs) trade targets in the summer if we want to add outfield depth um, or an outfield starter rather that'll uh, allow us to move Castellanos or Schwarber to the DH spot and we could improve defensively as well by doing that. Um, so, yeah, something that would have been laughed at a week ago is now looking very, very serious that Harper could be playing first base at some point uh, for the Phillies, which I uh, personally I love. I mean, it's he. a lot of people uh, think Harper is a decent outfielder. He's always been very underwhelming, in my opinion, with his uh, route running and his decision-making. So, uh I don't hate the idea of a potential position change, even if it is just uh, for the short short term to get the Phillies through this, um, you know, kind of season filled with injuries. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that being said, I'm not sure that he's going to be anything that uh, is going to be phenomenal there at at first base, but. Um, you know, it there's not much to go down in terms of living with Hoskins there for the last, uh, f- you know, handful of years. So he, uh, I think he can perform adequately there. He's obviously got the tools for it, and he's taken the reps with uh, Corey Dickerson and Figueroa, um, and he's learning how to play it. So uh, I think he did play at some point when he was younger in high school, and if there is this this might not be a very uh an entirely short-sighted move in terms of this season this could be a long-term um type of uh type of look that they're considering here in terms of uh you know Harper's here for the long haul and uh as he ages there was inevitably going to be some sort of uh position change if he was going to continue uh uh, playing defense um, and not just a full-time DH that first base would ultimately be a, a spot for him down the line so uh, why not start that process a little early due to necessity and um, 
and see what it has to offer. So that uh that could open up a lot of things for them this year as as we if we can just keep uh you know, I'd say at this point we need to do a little bit better than treading water to get back to an above five hundred. But if we can um be maybe just a couple games or above five hundred by the time we get um all of our uh, all all of our injured players back and ready to go um come mid May and you know, uh maybe even Andrew Painter by by June or the all star break, um, this rough start could could turn out to be a thing of distant memory and um kind of look back on as another another resilient um you know bunch of guys just like last year another story of resiliency of uh you know coming through in the face of adversity early on to get um five games under 500 in the first 15 um could uh create another narrative which uh i'm going to try to avoid on this podcast uh talking and too much uh too much of a narrative but um yeah uh essentially what i'm trying to do right now is quell uh quell too much of a you know this looking like a dumpster fire because it's not there's there's a lot of uh reasons that have led into this a lot of uh you know things that will get cleaned up as we go on and we will be very much in contention for a wild card spot when all is said and done and heading into the later months of summer in August and September. We will be there. We will be there. We will persevere through this time. I guarantee it. So, um, yeah, Bryce Harper, uh, rehab looking good so far. And like I said, I'm, uh, I'm just so encouraged by, by just how quick he's been able to, um, you know, he's he took uh, full speed, high velocity batting off a pitch machine in batting practice um, last week. So he's, uh, like I said, all but ready to go, if not for sliding. And uh, they're starting to work on that, too. So shouldn't be too much longer that we're getting uh, our troops back. Um, so that that about does it for this week. I'll uh, so looking ahead to this week's games, like I said, we have a double header today against. We start our three game series against the White Sox, um, which, by the way, the game was postponed yesterday due to um, cold weather and wind. And um, yeah, I guess it's better to just uh, you know not want to uh, have the weather control a game. But I looked it up; it was fourteen mile an hour winds, which is like. You know, that's, that's not that windy, especially this time of year. And it was 42 degrees. Um, they did have, in Chicago, they had a light snowfall to start the day yesterday. So I'm sure that contributed. But, like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they postponed a game due to 42-degree weather and 14-degree uh, winds. Um, and now they got to play a doubleheader, which could potentially do more harm to the bullpen than good getting the day off yesterday um so yeah i don't know just a little bit of a rant there but i digress back to uh the double header today so it starts off with wheeler versus lynn uh lance lynn who pitched in the world baseball classic for the u.s um he goes for the white Sox today so like i said i have uh i have high expectations for wheeler to uh to have a big game today um Hopefully the the Phil's offense. Um, now here's the thing they they usually uh, like I said as in 
last Monday and Tuesday when they erupted for 15 runs and then came out flat on Tuesday night. That's kind of the Phillies' M.O. Uh, under this current uh, core of iteration of players. Um, now, the thing is, it's usually on back-to-back days, so... I kind of think getting the day unexpected day off uh, last night after Sunday's fourteen to three win uh, might kind of reset that that uh, mindset and maybe that Sunday's win is in the distant past now. So um, maybe we won't come out so flat as we traditionally do after a big offensive outing. Um, so yeah, let's get Wheeler some run support. Um, let's get him into if not finishing the seventh inning and then. Um, I look for uh, Sir Anthony to have a big week. I'm, I'm looking for uh, Sir Anthony to get back on track after uh, just a lot of command issues. I believe he has still has more walks than he does strikeouts early on in the year, and he hasn't really pitched for a little bit now. Um, so it would be nice to see Wheeler have a big game, Sir Anthony potentially close it out, or um, get Alvarado in there to, uh, to shut it down then if we have the lead late. And then we have Bailey Falter going in game two, um, which, uh, yeah, again, it's even more imperative that Wheeler goes deep because Falter uh, wasn't looking so as good as he did his first two starts in his third start and um, or his last few starts. And uh, there's a potential he might not be going so deep in game two, which we will then obviously need to turn to our bullpen. Um so it'd be really, really nice, obviously, if we could get the sweep. Um, realistically, we'll probably take one of two out of this doubleheader. But um, then we got a 2 p.m. start tomorrow uh, in Chicago. And hopefully we can take two out of three at the very least against the White Sox, who are almost uh, identically struggling as the Phillies at 6 and 10 to start their early season. And then we got another uh, friendly schedule matchup uh, to finish the week Thursday through Sunday. We got the Colorado Rockies in town. And, um, yeah, that's a, that's a big four-game series, just like we had against the Reds, which uh, they got our number in the middle, uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, taking two out of four and splitting the series. Um, we're going to have to do much better than that versus the Rockies and take at least three out of four. Um, because they are really struggling as well to start the year. Um, so if we take two out of three, three out of four, go five and two, we inch right back into that 500 mark at 11 and 12. Um, be really nice to get one sweep, uh, at least one sweep out of uh, these two matchups. Um, I think realistically, obviously, it'd be easier to get the three-game sweep if we can take the doubleheader today and, and come out strong tomorrow. But... Um, Time will tell. I was, uh, you know, a little more optimistic about the Red Series last week than I was the Marlins. And, uh, yeah, that didn't obviously work out as well as I was hoping. But, um, yeah, that'll do it for today. Uh, thank you, as always, for listening. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, Stott's still continuing his streak. We go 5-2. and two, And, uh, things are looking up things are looking up and have uh some nice injury updates at this point next week for you so um alrighty, enjoy the double header sit back relax and i will talk to you all next week all right take care